bless Amen. you. Amen. Thanks. John, it's great to see you again. And I have a prophetic word for you that the, the, the Sharon down here, okay? I, I just want you to know, I have a prophetic word for, uh, for this church, all right? You found Nemo, okay? <laughs> I mean, uh, that's really good, all right? So that's, if, you, if you're new, you came to the right place, all right? Everybody say, I found Nemo. All right, I just, uh, just have to do that. Uh, thank you for uh, allowing me in your world this morning. I've been here uh, for a few weeks now, been speaking around, and, and uh, I think this, I, I've been to the land of, I call it the land of Laka, over 25 times. Look, notice this, I'm trying to stay on the carpet. Okay. Um, but uh, I've been to the, the land of Lackey here at least 25 times, probably more like 30, done AFM's National Conference, all these different places here. And so now I'm in Choose Life. And uh, what well, it's an honor. Thank you very much for taking a risk. Okay, whatever. Um, I, I was the first time I was in the land of Lackey. It was uh, 1981. Most of you weren't even born then. But I do see some silver hairs around here. All right, so... I like that. I was looking at these two guys on the end, the guys playing the guitar, you know. Could you see them 30 years ago with long hair going, dude? <laughs> you know, all these people my age, you know, were starting up their bands all over again, you know. Herman's Hermits and all those uh, different guys, you know. And it's so funny, they're doing concerts and everybody out there looks old to me. All right. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, there, I've, I've seen Mick Jagger, you know, Mick Jagger a long time ago wrote a song called Time is on Your Side. I've seen him. Time is not on his side. I'm just... I, are you with me? Herman's Hermits just came out with a, new, with a new song called Mrs. Brown, You've Got a Lovely Walker. Okay. A, you know, Marvin Gaye, I heard it through the grape nuts. Johnny, Johnny Nash, I can't see clearly now. Okay. So, guys, I love it. Uh, you're my age, and I led uh, our church, Hosanna Christian Fellowship, thousand people, you know, and, and just kind of like what you do, John. Just I led them. I got my tip. I did it from guitar. I got my tailor, and we would just lead them, and then uh, you know they'd speak and all that stuff. And so, uh, I was really enjoying watching you. And don't you think Powell's in Harvest when she's up here? I mean, seriously, that uh, it's just wonderful, you know. It, I love it. Age doesn't matter, you know, in that type of thing. It doesn't matter. She's still contemporary as when I heard, heard her a long time ago. So, uh, welcome. I'm so glad that uh, you are here. I, in 1981, I was here. I remember I was in, down in Durban and I was speaking at an AFM church. And, and it was my first trip here. And uh, there were still dinosaurs here. I'm sorry. That, but uh, it's my first trip. And I was trying to impress the Afrikaans people there with my with my, you know, Afrikaans. And of course, it's a new language to me. I mean, that stuff, you know, that it just, it just gets me, you know. And so, uh, and, uh, <laughs> but I was saying, how do you say praise the Lord in Afrikaans? I have to say, and he's going, praise the Yara, praise the Yara, praise the Yara. You know, it's like my first time. So I, this is an absolutely true story. As I stand here, I got up in front of those people. You know, I'm trying to get the ear. And I went, praise the owner. <laughs> Good. Rion, I thought I'd never be back in this country again after that. I, I, and that's a true statement, you know. And praise the chicken. I will, uh, 
We'll try not to do that to you today, okay? You've been praising the Lord, okay? <laughs> and that's absolutely true. You know, I love it when I'm here. The other day I was in the church and uh, we were watching, uh, we, the night before we had watched the Blow Bullas, you know. Bully Bully! My blood is blue, <laughs> you know. And so it was a very good day. I got to speak in this church, and big church, you know, and I was so glad the Blue Bulls won because we didn't have to have a deliverance service before I preached, you know. I'll tell you. Uh, but uh, uh, it was so funny. I was listening to him, you know, he's doing the announcements. He's going off for cons, you know. And to, to somebody that doesn't know off for cons, I mean, no, I know some of the words, you know, but I know some words. That's what's just good. And uh, it sounds like, a, like it must be to a dog. You know, dogs hear everything is like, you know, just a bunch of stuff until you say their name. Our dog's name is Squirt. Squirt. Okay, so it's to Squirt. It's like, la, 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 Squirt. La, 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 la. And um, the, the other day, he was going along and Afrikaans, la, 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 la. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. La, 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 la. <laughs> it's, it's true, John. Well, listen, let's get right into our message because I think we have a real word for this morning, all right? Um, uh, I just like to do that. Oh, incidentally, I just want to tell you I'm from Phoenix, Arizona in the United States. Phoenix, Arizona, southwest corner of the United States where the Grand Canyon is. And uh, right now it's our summer. You know, we're in the 40s already. We'll be up. Last year we had 30 days over 43 degrees centigrade. Okay, so it's the dry places. And please, you guys here in the land of Laka, when you're casting out demons, quit sending them to the dry places. Okay. <laughs> we already have enough. Okay, so uh, I just, you know, send to Antarctica, you know. Uh, you know, maybe they can thaw out. And never mind. Okay, so in any event, somebody said, do you suppose hell would freeze over if we sent them there, you know? So in any event, um, away we go. Now, let's bring up the first image we would. I have a destiny. You have a destiny. What? I want to talk about this subject called purpose, call, vision, destiny this morning. And what I'm going to do is I want to take a simple concept that all of us heard about. I mean, everybody here, if you've been in the church for more than three weeks, you've heard about, you're aware of the concept of destiny or purpose, things like that. You are, you know, purposes, you know, you are the way you are because of why you are, what was in the mind of the Creator when He made the creation. And um, uh, the fact that you, you know, that you are here means that um, uh, you have something that this generation needs. All right? Turn the person next to you and say this. Say neighbor. Oh, come on. Real loud now. Good. A good, 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 good. Choose lifestyle. Say neighbor. When the Lord made you, he looked at you and said, I'll never do that again. Isn't that true? You're special, you're unique, you're awesome, you're exciting. You know, when the God made you, he threw away the mold, all right? Now say this, neighbor, you may not know it, but you are sitting by the next millionaire. Okay, I'm sorry. Amen, somebody took that, you know? And listen, I just want you, we're going to use a little humor in there this morning, okay? Uh, the Bible says that laughter is good medicine. All right, so I want you to know the mo my modus operandi. I'm going to get you laughing. Your mouth is open. Then I put in the medicine. 
Okay, that's just, you know, so I believe that forced joy is better than genuine depression. Are you with me? Okay. I just want to make sure. So let's get into this whole this image of destiny. I have it. Could you say that with me? One, two, three. I have a destiny. All right, come on. Let's try it. One, two, three. I have a destiny. Now turn to the person next and say, you have a destiny. And now say, we have a destiny. I like that. You realize that God made uh, you with a purpose. All right. God made choose life for a purpose. And all of your individual destinies fit, in, fit into the corporate destiny. It's not just you have a destiny or uh, I have a destiny. It's we have a destiny. All right. Now, what is the destiny? Let's turn. Let's go to the next image, please, here. And guys, if you can make that so that it stays up there, that would be really nice. <laughs> I love you. You're perfect. Now change. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, I like doing that one. I love you. You're perfect. Now change. Okay. So, all right. They're trying to get it. All right. Now, let's see if they can, we will get it here. All right. They're probably rushing up there. But let me read you, okay, per the definition of destiny. Destiny is a predetermined course of events that has been decreed, assigned, and dedicated in advance for a particular purpose, so prosperity ultimately occurs. You hear that? A predetermined course of events that has been decreed, assigned, and dedicated in advance for a particular purpose, so prosperity ultimately occurs. Your harvest is where your destiny is. All right, so the discovery of destiny, discovery of purpose, is the discovery of life. The Bible says the Lord has made everything for its own purpose, even the wicked for the day of evil. The Lord, God even made mosquitoes on purpose. All right? God made boodles on purpose. And when you eat it, you're in harvest, okay? I, said, I mean, God has made everything for its own purpose. Seriously, the fact that you are here means that the Lord has predetermined something that only you can do. And if you don't, you understand, if you don't discover your destiny, it affects, it affects the rest of us in discovering our destiny. You see, we have it. This is not an individual thing. It's a corporate thing, too. A corporate destiny. We have a destiny. I always like this. I just was sharing with, sharing with Rian a little saying. It says, yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. So what is today? Today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. Isn't that great? I like that. Okay. So it's, it's, very, it's a very good thing. All right. Now, in other words, guys, in this message, God, please understand, God's trying to get you ready for what He has ready for you. It's not a powerful thing. And what I want to do today is I want to share an apostolic prayer with you. An apostolic prayer. And listen, this is Paul as he's coming into the Ephesian church. This could be Choose Life Church too. All right? So as he's coming to the church and Paul says, as an apostle, I want to pray an apostolic prayer for you. 
in this apostolic prayer for this church and for these people in this church, he says, I'm going to make mention of you in my prayers so that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all glory, may give to you and to us a spirit of wisdom and a spirit of revelation. The spirit of wisdom is apostolic. The spirit of revelation is prophetic. So he's praying that apostolic slash prophetic prayer. And what he's praying for, uh, they give you a spirit of wisdom, revelation in the knowledge of him. And then he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart, not the eyes of your mind, the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling in your life and on our life. And what are the riches of glory in the inheritance of the of the saints? So he's coming in and he's praying the church. He says, I don't want I'm praying that you already know. In other words, what he's saying to this church is you guys already know in your mind about the subject of purpose. What I want to do is I move want to move it from your mind to your heart. I want to open the eyes of your heart. I want this subject called purpose and revelation to be a aha. You, a revelation. Everybody do it with me. One, two, three. Ah, okay. That's what we're going to try and get up here this morning is the aha. I want to move it from here to here so it can go down to there. You see, knowledge is where it's knowledge is what? Understanding is why. Wisdom is how. God wants to move from our head to our heart to our feet. All right? I just don't want you to know about this. I want you to know this. Are you with me? You can know about God but not know God. You see, that's what he was praying. I'm praying, I'm praying that God will give us a spirit of revelation insight so we can move from our head to our heart so we can get to our, our feet. And uh, as we do this, let's just go into this. Now, let me say a few things. You are the way you are because of why you are. The discovery of purpose, discovery of life. Your ev- existence is evident that this generation needs something that only your life contains. Now, listen to me. If you want to know the purpose of a thing, never ask the thing. You ask the what? The creator who made the thing because there was something in mind when the creator made the creation. Remember, the Lord has made everything for its own purpose. You are not here by accident. God had divine design in mind when he made for you. Period. People say, well, you don't understand. I was born in this. And I was... Get a checkup from the neck up. All right. We're, 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 we're going to, you know, we got we to gotta understand. Yes, it's mine. It's my purpose. All right. If you want to know the purpose of a thing, never ask the thing. Purpose is only found in the mind of the creator. Purpose is only found in the mind of the creator. So it's important that we. You know, have God open the eyes of our heart. You see, we are the way we are because of why we are. You are the way you are because of why you are. And guys, when you discover purpose, you discover harvest. See, the reason a lot of prosperity teaching doesn't work, and you hear it all the faith guys and the prosperity, you know, let me tell you where your harvest is, your prosperity is. Your harvest is where you are fulfilling your purpose. See, Pal was in harvest up here. Why? Because fulfilling the purposes of God for which he was created. And John's up here. It's like, dude, like he emits harvest. 
Nemo over here. When, when she's playing that little deal, you know, like, it's like, dude. Are you with me? See, I like it. And, and guys, let me just say this. And it's very, God wants us to move from a working generality to a meaningful specific. And so many people have no idea their harvest. They've never even thought of the, of the whole, this thing called purpose. And as a matter of fact, the third most selling book in the whole world's history has been a, is a book on harvest by Rick Warren. Do you think God's not trying to say something right now on that subject? I think that He is. Now, if you have your Bibles, turn to Acts 13.36. Acts 13.36. And let's, let's uh, get into this thing. We'll have a little bit of fun here. Today, I'm going to give you the what, the why, and the how of harvest. And believe me, we'll get it done right on time. I promise you. Acts 13.36. Now, watch this. Let's go through a few quick principles, and then I'm going to, we're going to take us into Hebrews. And, and then we'll, uh, I'm going to bring a few people up here. We're going to have a little living drama at the end. And uh, be careful. Don't look at me too much, because I might choose you. Okay? All right. All right. We're choosing life. I might choose you. All right. <laughs> now, look at this. Living your life on purpose. All right? Acts 13.36. For David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep. Now, what an amazing verse. David went to be with the Lord after he fulfilled the purpose of God in his own generation. After. Now, in other words, guys, there's two things that we can be as Christians. We can be like David, we can, we can die or we can be murdered. Now, now, what do I mean by that? Now, I'm not saying that you won't go to heaven. But you see, guys, dying is going to, be, going to be with the Lord after you fulfilled the purposes of God in your generation. Murder is when you go to be with the Lord, but you never discovered or fulfilled your purpose in this generation. I would say 90% of all Christians will be murdered. Not them murdered, but their purpose murdered. Their harvest murdered. And, and this is, see, in other words, I'm, sorry, I'm trying, to, trying to get you to get an aha on this thing. You know, this is a very significant issue because if you've never thought about this, if you've never thought about what is the hope of your calling, what is the, and of course, see, what I said, your calling is connected to your inheritance. What are the inheritance of the saint? Now, that has to do in a general sense as well as a specific sense. And so your harvest is always tied into your purpose. You are the way you are because of why you are. Purpose is fulfilling the ultimate purposes of God. That's what David did. Wow. Everybody go, aha. Dude. Turn to the person next to you and say, neighbor. Neighbor, if your purpose gets murdered, I'm going to punch you in the nose. Okay, no, 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 no. Hello? You see, this, this is a significant issue, guys. That's why God, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, God is bringing this whole thing called purpose in front of the church, and He's sticking it there, and it's just like that big 
pole, you know, that <laughs> what Jacob had, he carved all those white and black spots in it. God wants us to see that thing so we can, he wants to see those spots so we can produce those spots. He wants us to see purpose so we can what? Produce purpose. This is a powerful purpose. To, and God raised this church up for a purpose. It has a harvest. Now, we're just in the beginning stages of discovering, believe me, guys, right? You ain't seen nothing yet. I mean, we're just in the process of discovery right now, why, why we are here and so forth. And greater, you know, greater things have yet to come. There's greater things still to be done in this city. And so we're part of that. You're part of that. God raised you up to mess things up. For the devil in this city. Hello? Now, 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 you guys have all heard of this verse. And God causes all things to work together for what? Good to those who... And... Oh, you see, good has... Excuse me, I'm going to move up the, the magic carpet ride for just a second. Okay, I'm gonna, uh, uh, God has two conditions for good. Not just one. There's lots of people that love God. Hello? But they haven't discovered or even, weren't even aware. They didn't have a revelation of their purpose. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's two things. Lots of people. I, well, I go, I mean, I've been a pastor um, you know, since 1979. And there was heaps of people that were in my church. We were high-powered church and, you know, a three-hour service and the whole, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I watched all these people and, you know, they loved God, but it never went good for them. And I began to ask them, well, what's the deal with this, God? I mean, this is like you're breaking my paradigm. You said, have, go to Romans 8, 28, two-fold condition. Love God and, or what? Are called according to his purpose, which, which He created in your life so that we and you could have harvest. You realize Jesus was purpose-driven? For this purpose was the Son of God manifest that He might take away sin. 1 John 3.5 For this purpose was the Son of God manifest that He might destroy the works of the evil. 1 John 3.8 First Peter Jesus appeared for the sake of you. Isn't that great? So we, he showed up to take away sins. He showed up to destroy the works of the evil one. And he appeared for the sake of you. Then the person next to you say, God appeared for me, baby. All right, is that nice? I like that, okay? God appeared for, for you. Isn't that powerful? In other words, he just wanted to give you a revelation of Christ in you. His hope of glory. I mean, you're, I mean, turn to the person next to you and say, neighbor, God loves you, but I'm his favorite. Okay, I just, I just uh, God appeared for the sake of you. Isn't that great? He appeared for the sake of you. I mean, if you were the only one, he would have died for you. Hello? I mean, I, we got all these, you know, Hittites and Hivites and Levites and all those guys. I'm a favorite. <sighs> So, so, guys, let's, uh, let's understand. You should realize, so Jesus was purpose-driven. In other words, Jesus, and then, you know what? Jesus fulfilled His purpose. And guess what? 
you and I are His harvest. Now, what happens if Jesus said, well, you know, I'm just going to listen to Herman's hermits. Well, I'm just going to, you know, go to church. I'm just going to exist. I'm just going to survive. I'm not going to thrive. I'm going to survive. You know, you know what happens? You just got, your purpose just got murdered. Your harvest just got murdered. Hello? Come on, one, two, three. Ah! And Paul prayed this for the church at Ephesus. I mean, this was the apostolic prophetic prayer. When he came, the first thing he said is, these guys don't know why they're here. Yes, they're saved. Yes, they're meeting. Yes, they're singing a song. But guess what? They're just getting the salad. I want to make sure they get the Buddha course. Hello? Everybody say Buddha course. I'm not sure I'm saying it quite right yet. You know, but, uh, I, but you got to give me an A for effort, okay? <laughs> Maybe a C for the uh, passing the test, but an A for effort, all right? So, I, I, you see, Paul was very vitally concerned that every church fulfill its purpose, call, vision, and destiny. Why? Because harvest was always their inheritance of the saints. Wow. Now, look at this. Let me just give you two quick principles, and then we'll just close up here. Um, are you enjoying this this morning? All right. Man, I like that. Turn to the person next to you and say, Neighbor, I'm so happy I could hug a tree. Okay. Okay. Number one, two things, John. Now, this is powerful. Ignorance of purpose does not cancel purpose. Just because you might be ignorant. See, Paul sensed that church in Ephesus was ignorant of his purpose. He said, I want to come in. These guys know this concept, but it's not a revelation yet. They have the knowledge, but that knowledge hasn't turned into understanding so it can get to application yet. They're underachieved. They're born to win, but I don't want them to be conditioned to lose. Hello? And so, so I want to make sure that the Holy Spirit takes this concept and not just opens the eyes of their mind with it, but opens the eyes of their heart. I like that. Your heart has eyes. So just because you're ignorant purpose doesn't count your purpose. I flew here a couple of weeks ago in a SAA from Frankfurt to Johannesburg. And uh, now, I could have used that airplane, that A340, as a house. Are you with me? It'd serve as a house, wouldn't it? It does act, act as a house. I could use the house. But if I used the house, would that plane be fulfilling its purpose called vision and destiny? No, it'd be underachieving. See, many of us are like that. We're just wrong. We don't understand. We were designed not to be a house, but to be an airplane. But if I discover that, that, that airplane's purpose, then guess what? It can take me, you know, in 10 hours from Frankfurt to the land of Lacca. And when that plane lands, guess what? It's fulfilled its purpose called vision and destiny. And I like it when that plane is in harvest. Are you with me? I don't want that plane underachieving. I don't want it to get over Chad and decide it's going to be a house. 
Hello? I'm having fun. But, but, but it's, it's so true. So just because you're ignorant of your purpose, that guess what? God's got a solution. God, apostles, this is an apostolic kind of thing. This is what your dad and I were talking about. That's why he wanted... In fact, John, this little book right here, this Making Sense of Apostolic Ministry, this little pamphlet, this is what your, your father, Willie Crew, and I were discussing. And I turned it into a book, Making Sense of Apostolic Ministry. It's 40 rand. You have a bunch of them out there if you want to get it. That's great. It's, Peter Wagner says it's the only book that he's ever seen that captures the essence of apostolic ministry. In fact, it's all these guys endorsed on the back. So be sure, and, you know, if you want to get it, it's only 40 rand. I want to have a creative alternative for somebody who maybe doesn't have 150 rand. So, so, so and, and besides, I wrote it real small because apostles don't read big books. Okay. So, so n- number one. Now, number two, whenever purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. Do you realize why people abuse their lives and take drugs and stuff and all that kind of stuff like that? You know why? Because they don't know that they have a purpose. Purposelessness causes abuse. I can turn people from generation X to generation plus by Showing them what their purpose is. Hello? Just move them from X to plus. Just turn the X sideways when they discover their purpose. Bang, they're off. Hello? So, um, but you see, that's why, I mean, I could take one of these handheld microphones and use it as a hammer. The sound guys are manifesting back there now. I see there. <laughs> you know, but I could grab one of these microphones and use it as a hammer. Now, what's, what's the problem? I don't recognize its purpose, so I'm, what? Abusing it. It's not going to be in harvest. Right now, this microphone is in harvest because it's fulfilling the purposes of God for which it was created, all right? Now, let's just finish up. Are you ready? We're going to have a living drama right here, okay? Um, hold on. Turn to Hebrews chapter 11. There's a guy by the name of Abraham that I'd like to just have us close up with here. I want to show you how he got to his... First of all, how he got a revelation on his purpose called vision destiny, and then how it, that revelation moved him from it came from his head to his heart to his feet, and God moved him out of this place called Babylon into the land of promise, into Canaan. How did how did this guy, this Babylon citizen here, this father of a family, turn into the father of a nation? He had three steps in which he did. I want to just show you that. All right. But let's, let's read this, um, starting at Hebrews 11, verse 8. Verse 8. By faith, Abraham. Everybody say Abraham. When he was what? Called. See, the hope of his what? Calling. Okay, calling, calling. And by Abraham, when he's called, he obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for and what? Inherited. Harvest is where you are. Harvest wasn't in Babylon harvest for him was in Canaan, the land of milk, honey, and giants. They never tell you about the giants. Okay. The giants are always there because there's nothing to steal in the wilderness. But in any event, okay, that's a whole other message. Okay. 
The giants are always where the stuff is. Okay. Now, watch this. By going out to a place which he was received for inheritance, and Abram went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he lived as an alien in a land of promise. Your purpose called vision destiny is a land of promise, as in a foreign, right now it's foreign to some of you, to most of you probably, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob and fellow heirs of the same promise. For he was looking for a city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Your purpose, your call, our vision, our destiny as this church is a city whose architect and builder is God. In other words, I don't want to build my city. I want God, and it's there already. It's just in promised form right now. But we're going to have to move from here to where we are to where God wants to be. Notice this. God didn't bring Canaan to Abram. Abraham had to go to Canaan. He had to do his part so God could do his part so his life didn't come apart. You know, sometimes we, you know, we want everything to, we want God to do everything, you know. No, 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 no. You got to do, he's training you to reign, not be on the dole. You're going to judge nations someday. Are you with me? So, so he, you know, I always say it this way. God gives us the ingredients to our daily bread, but we have to bake it ourselves. Huh? So it's, see, 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 it's both. It's, it's, it's a partnership. It's, you know, working with God. Second Corinthians. So here's Abram, and all of a sudden, God takes him to this, uh, you know, this, this high place. You know the story. In fact, Rion, could you come on up here for me just a second here? Look at Rion. Isn't he look? Dashing and dapper today. I like this. Rion. Oh. Now, now here, let's say this is Abram, okay? So here's this Abram, you know, and he's Abram right now because he's, he's Abraham in his purpose called vision and destiny, but he's Abram in Babylon. Hello? Dude. <laughs> right now he's an airplane that we're living in. All right. We're about ready to get him to go from Frankfurt to the land of Lacca here in just a second. Okay. But here he is. And here's Abram. And he's a nice guy. And he's a father. He says, I'm just going to my kids. We're going to raise our kids. And God says, he shows up. He says, listen, Abram, I, you have a choice. You could either be a Abram, a father, or you can be the father of a multitude. And you have a choice. If you stay here, you're a nice guy. You know, you live here. But you're going to be murdered. Hmm, nice. your, 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 your purpose is going to be murdered, okay? But I created you for over there, but the problem is right now you're here. So the first thing God does is takes him to a high mountain. And remember what he says? Look up! <laughs> Thank you, buddy. <laughs> look up! Quit looking down. Don't look down. Look up! All right. I always look for somebody that I know can do this to that I won't, won't hit me back. Okay, that I, this is a happy guy right here. Okay, it's so, so 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 because Abram was looking down, and God says, "See those stars? Count those stars: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, Count those stars. If I can get you to move from over here to over there, so shall your descendants be. 
Uh, but God, I want you to bring it to me. <laughs> those that those that wait upon the Lord will wait. <laughs> I can quote verses, God. I can quote verses. You know. oh. God said that verse in that place is not the right thing, baby. It's true, but not what I want you to do because I want you to start looking for a city whose architect and builder is God. Now look, look at this. Now, here's the secret, guys. Real quick, and we'll finish up because I have three minutes left. Three minutes. Okay. I, I've learned if you don't get done on time, they don't invite you back. Okay, so I... <laughs> now, John would be very gracious. All these died. Now, look at Hebrews 13. Here's the secret, John. It's powerful, powerful. Please remember this verse for the rest of your life. Notice these three things in Hebrews 13. Now, this is Abram. It says, all these died in faith without receiving the promises, but having seen them. Everybody say, seen them. And, and, and having, look at this, and having welcomed them from afar. You know what that word means in the Greek? To embrace, to hug, to hold, to love, to say that's mine. It's my vision. It's my kind of welcome. I can't just let it be a stranger. I got to bring it into my house, bring it into my life. Let God open the eyes of my heart. I got to welcome it. So I got to see it and then I got to embrace it. Look at this. Number three, see it. See the vision. See the vision. For this church, you got to see it. And then you got to welcome it. You say, that's for me. And then it says, having confessed that they were strangers and exiles. You got to see it, embrace it, and confess it in order to possess it. See, that's what, that's what he did. Now, look at this. Um, John and your wife, could you come up here for just a second? All right. <laughs> you stay here. Me, just stay right here. Just right, stay right here. You guys are a pretty sharp crowd right now. You guys are nowhere I'm going. And I need one more wild man. Let me take uh, uh, Rod Stewart over here. No, Rob, Rob Stewart. Come on over here, Rob, okay? And I'm sorry, Leon, I was going to choose you. You're out there somewhere, but this guy was closer, okay? He kind of stands out from a crowd, you know. It's just, and I mean, he's gone from standing. You see, what I like about Abe, he went from small to tall. <sighs> okay, okay, sorry about that. But see, the three steps to getting us, John, uh, into our purpose called vision of destiny. Now listen to this. This is, for, this is for this church. This is how God opened the eyes of his heart and brought him to a city whose architect and builder is God. The first thing God, God did is give him a vision. And I love it. He moved from television to do a vision. Are you with me? And so, remember what I said? Uh, the first step is he had to see it. Everybody say, see it. See it. Remember? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> It's your binoculars. It's your binoculars. binoculars. You see it. Okay, you had to see it. Okay, first, first what's the first step? You got to what? Now get your binoculars going. Because this is no, so boy, no. Okay, one, two, three. What is it? You had to what? All right. And the second thing, guys, is for your life. You got to embrace it. You got to say that's for me. Some people just go, I can never do that. I mean, and you don't understand. The Bible says you have to hug it passionately, to hold it, to embrace it, to study it. To, uh, 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 uh. You see what I'm saying? Uh, and the, the more you hold it, the stronger the anointing is. All right, so come on, John, you can just hug. 
this is great. Now, I, I like your enthusiasm on this. I usually say the pastor gave me 10 rands to do this, but I, I think the pastor's wife gave me 10 rands to do this. So that's so strong, isn't it? You have to embrace it. What is it? And what, what, what? Embrace it. And now... When, when, when I say confess it, I want you to go, confess it! Okay. All right, so you got what? What? You got what? And what? And what? Ah! In order to possess it. See, many, many are the plans of a man's heart, but the purposes of God stand. That's your choice. It's your choice. It's your choice. You can stay over here and be like Abram. Be murdered. Or <laughs> you can go over here to your Canaan, to your land of milk and honey, that place where God says your harvest is. It's your choice. You can underachieve or you can fulfill your purpose called vision destiny. But in order to get you there, guys, here's what Abram See it. Embrace it and confess it in order to possess. You see, we have a comfort zone, but God has a destiny. Whoa. All right, let's give the Lord a big clap, Arbor, and let's just do it that way. I'll just bring John right up, but guys, let's have a word of prayer on this, don't you think? Let's all stand, okay? And I'm just going to turn over to John. It's probably, I'm probably two minutes late or something, but far, forgive me. John says it's fine, so I'm happy. Let's pray. Guys, Lord, in this church today, Lord, there is destiny and harvest, prosperities in the balance, God. Today, God, we've taken a simple concept. You've taken a simple concept. You've thrown your light on it. And what is, was logos is now rhema. What is knowledge is now understanding. What is op was open in our minds is now open in our hearts. And Lord, just I pray the same prayer, a biblical prayer, an apostolic prayer. The same one that Paul prayed when he came into the church at Ephesus and he said, these guys got it up in the mind but not in the heart. And Lord, in this church today, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for the spirit of revelation and insight into this thing, Lord. We release destiny in the name of Jesus. I pray for a revelation. I, Lord, I pray that right now you would show them their purpose called vision and destiny. And if somebody knows here what they're supposed to be doing but isn't doing, I pray, God, that you put them on track again. Because ignorance of that purpose doesn't cancel. And Lord, I pray for those that are fulfilling those purposes. I pray that you'll bless them double. I pray that if, if they're like maybe Gideon that was just ready to give his harvest and the enemy came in and stole it, in the name of Jesus, we return it back to you seven times in the name of Jesus. But I especially pray for those that have never even considered this before. They knew it, but they didn't know it, God. I pray, God, you would open the eyes of their heart, Lord. Send down the spirit of revelation right now in this place. Now! 
in the name of Jesus, God. In the name of Jesus. If there's any blockage in the name of Jesus, I ask God that you would unblock it. We want good air in this place. You want the spirit of revelation and insight in this place. And we release it in the name of Jesus right now. Oh, God. Thank you, Father, so much. Amen. As John takes us, I just...